Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. We were at such a desperate place that Andrew, it was like life. It was just life that was coming from the television. And every area in our life has been turned right side up. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today I'm in the middle of my 14th week of teaching through the book of Proverbs verse by verse, and this coming Friday is going to be our last day to do this. We're now in Proverbs chapter 31. This has been a powerful series. And right now we are teaching from Proverbs 31 verses 10 through the end of the chapter about a virtuous woman. And I've said a lot of things on yesterday's program about this. I'm not going to go back and say all of that, but I tell you, this is important. Uh, what a godly woman is supposed to be today has been so corrupted and so misrepresented, and we are so plugged into this world system. Christians today are watching the ungodly media, looking at ungodly shows that are reflecting the values of people that don't know God, don't believe in God, and it has skewed what a godly person is supposed to be like. And I believe that this is so important that we just go back to God's Word and establish what does God consider to be a virtuous woman, a godly person. This is really, really important. If you've missed any of this teaching, please get this. Not only the teaching that I've done in the last day or two on the virtuous woman, but this whole teaching on the book of Proverbs. This coming Friday is going to be our last day to offer all of this product. And I tell you, this is powerful. This could make a huge difference in your family. Your children need to understand what the Word of God says and use this as the standard instead of the things that are being promoted by our modern culture today. So we're down to Proverbs chapter 31, verse 13. Let me just go back and read verses 10 and through 12 before we get to 13 so that you get it in its context. It says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Now, I commented on these verses yesterday, but let me just add this statement to it, that in verse 12, that she will do him good and not evil. This is describing that a virtuous woman is out to bless her husband. Now, this is not a one-way street where it's just the women are always out to do good to the guys and the guys can do whatever they want. Um, a man, this should be his attitude too. In other words, a godly person, it's not all about you. You are out to bless your mate more than you are to be blessed by your mate. Now, it's a two-way street, and yes, there is benefit to each one of us in a marriage situation, but the godly attitude, like Jesus, it says He didn't come to uh, that people could serve Him, but rather that He could serve. And this was God Almighty. He humbled Himself, wrapped Himself with a towel, and went down and bent down and washed the disciples' feet. And he says, I'm your master, and yet I'm here to serve you. He that'll be first in the kingdom of God will be last. He that'll be greatest will be the least. The way up in God's kingdom is down. A godly person, and in context specifically, a virtuous woman is a person who she wants to bless you 
more than she wants to be blessed by you. And vice versa, the husband should have this attitude that I want to be a blessing to my wife more than I want her to be a blessing to me. You know, the reason that I believe that divorce is so rampant today, there's many, many reasons, uh, but one of them is that we have this selfish mentality. It's all about the me generation. It's all about me, and you're just thinking about yourself. It's like sticking a straw into one of these cups, and you just suck it until you hear you know, at the end, and then you just throw it away and go get you another one. And that's what's happening with a lot of divorces today is that people are just so self-centered, they're thinking only about themselves. They don't minister to their mate. It's all about them. And if you are all wrapped up in yourself, you make a very small package. I tell you, the way to find your life is to lose your life, to put somebody else ahead of you. And this is the attitude of a virtuous woman. I have done a lot of marriage counseling. I pastored three churches. I've had hundreds of people come and talk to me. And I can say that nearly every single time somebody talks about what their mate has done and how it's affected them, and I've got rights, and what about me? And most people approach it as, they've done this to me. And it shocks people when I tell them, says, so what? And they I say, well, well, I have rights, and what about me? And I said, it's not about you. When you got married, you made a commitment to love them for better or for worse. If you would quit demanding your rights and just promoting yourself and think more about your mate than you are about yourself, your marriage would straighten itself out. And I can tell you many, many, many examples of people who've taken this advice and have put their mate first. And as they begin to start loving them as Christ loved the church, you'll find out that, the, that she will love you back and submit to you the way that the church is supposed to submit to Christ. If you'll treat your wife like a queen, she'll treat you like a king. And this is describing a virtuous woman as a person that's out to bless her husband and to serve her husband or kids as it goes on and talks about here. And it's not a selfish person. Man, if you're considering marrying a selfish person, a self-centered person, it's all about them, you need to run the other direction just as fast as you can. That's a great statement right there. That's God speaking through me to some people watching this program right now. You're about to make a serious mistake because this person is so beautiful or because of whatever your reason is. That's the wrong reason. You need to look for a virtuous woman. In verse 13, it says, She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. And it's going to say a lot of things in the next few verses about this, but this is describing that a virtuous woman is not a lazy woman. Man, it's a hard worker. You know, this was written in a day when women didn't have their own businesses. They weren't the leaders in society. They were basically married to their husband and their job was to their husband and to their family and things like this. Now this, I believe, still has an application in the New Testament over in the book of Titus chapter 2. Uh, Paul was giving instructions to Titus how to teach people in that church there in Crete how to act. And he says, you are supposed to teach the older women are supposed to teach the younger women how to love their husbands, how to love their children, how to be chaste, discreet keepers at home that the Word of God be not blasphemed. So even in the New Testament, Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to women. Jesus liberated women. Man, I tell you, in the Old Testament, women, in a sense, were property. 
and uh, they had very few rights than the men. It was a male-dominated society. Jesus came and liberated women, and now there's neither male nor female, bond or free, all of these things. Jesus was good for women, but this was during a day and time when women were basically relegated to the home, to the marriage, to the family, and yet as it describes this virtuous woman, you find that she was out in the marketplace, she was buying a field, we'll deal with these scriptures as we continue on through these verses. This was not a lazy woman. You know, Jamie always stayed at home. Now Jamie does things in the ministry. There was a period of time when we uh, ran into some problems that Jamie actually took over total control of the ministry and administered it for a number of years and stuff. But as a whole, Jamie stayed home. She devoted herself to being my wife and raising our kids, and that was her total focus. And uh, there are people that have criticized Jamie for not having her own career, not having something, and they talk about, so you just sit at home all day and do nothing. I tell you what, Jamie is a hard worker. Jamie works hard. Like today, I'm making TV all day. I'll be making over 10 programs in one day. And uh, I'm doing things, but Jamie's at home, and I've got a meeting that I'm leaving to go to. Jamie's washing clothes, cleaning the house. Jamie does a lot of things. It's a lot of hard work. I mean, Jamie works harder, a lot harder than I do. Anybody who looks at a woman who stays at home as being lazy then you aren't a good housekeeper. You do not minister to your family. And this shows that this woman, she makes the clothes. She goes and buys the field. She clothes her servants. She makes sure that they're all clothed, that they're all prepared for the winter. She feeds them. I mean, I guarantee you, it's a hard job. You know, a saying that I grew up with, I don't guess we use it much anymore, but it says a man may work from... Uh, uh, dawn till setting of sun, but a woman's work is never done. Women, if you stay at home and if you minister to your family, I guarantee you it's a full-time job. So this is basically describing a virtuous woman is not an idle woman. She's a hard worker. And this is during a time when women, you know, primary responsibilities is to the family. So this isn't talking about getting up and going out before dawn and working a job somewhere and all of these other things. This is talking about just staying at home, doing the things that are necessary for the family. That is a lot of hard, hard work. You know, let me just insert something here that's not said in the book of Proverbs. But in uh, the New Testament, it says that the woman is supposed to be a keeper at home. It lists the responsibilities of a man. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, it says that it is the responsibility of the man to provide for the woman. And anyway, there's a lot of scriptures I could spend a day or two teaching on all of this, but let me just say that the scriptures do reveal that a man's responsibility is to make money, provide for his family. If any doesn't provide for his own, especially those of his own house, he is worse than an infidel and has denied the faith, is what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 5. So the man is given the responsibility primarily of bringing in the bread, providing for the home and stuff. And the wife was given the responsibility to guide the children and to direct the home and to, according to these scriptures, you know, provide for all of these things. And today we see this uh, role changing. There are uh, most women, I don't know what the right percentages are, but anyway, a lot of women are out in the workplace 
And here's one of the things that I say, that if you are going to change the roles and if the woman is going to start bringing in the deal and if you're going to depend upon her salary, then I think it would just be appropriate for the guy to start helping take care of the house, clean, cook, help with the children and stuff like this. If you're going to let the woman start taking over your role of being the provider, well then you, the least thing you could do is to help her uh, fulfill the other things. But I've actually known some men who would put their wife to work and the wife works just as many hours as they do and yet when they come home they expect the wife to cook the meal, to clean the house, to get the kids ready for bed and give them a bath and do all of these things while they sit there and just relax because they've had a hard day at the office. You know, this is a recipe for disaster. I am not saying that women working outside of the home are wrong. I've got a lot of women that work for me, but we usually make it to where it's husband and wives uh, working together, and I think that there's benefit in that. And I'm not saying that a woman can't work outside of the home, but I am saying that if you are going to use your wife to help accomplish your responsibilities, then the least you could do is to help her with her responsibilities. Amen. Boy, I know what I'm saying is counter to our culture, and even Christians would sit there and criticize this, but I don't know how you can argue with these scriptures. This is talking about the godly woman seeketh wool and flax and works willingly with her hands. Then in other words, she is taking care of the family, that she is seeing that they are clothed and provided for. In verse uh, 14, she is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. In other words, the word picture here, there is a merchant ship. You don't just eat only local food in the local cuisine, but you go out and you go from other nations and you bring in these exotic foods and do all of these things. A virtuous woman is going to minister to her family and as she cooks food and does things, it's not going to be just junk food. She's going to take care of them. She's going to do a good job. And again, let me say something from a man's perspective. That, you know, especially when my kids were little, uh, Jamie just stayed at home. She raised them. She cooked. She baked bread. She did all of these things. And, you know, even though I'm in the ministry, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of problems, pains that go with this. I have people that work for me. Right now we have 500 employees, and I can guarantee you, you do not have 500 employees that are happy all at one time. There's always going to be a problem. Something's always going to be dealt with. Now I've got layers of management that deal with most of those things for me, but especially back in the beginning of our ministry when it was relatively small and I was running everything and had to deal with every problem, I could be at the office and dealing with people griping over who got what desk and over the smallest things. And I mean, you just, it's just amazing how people could do the stuff that they do and complain. And anyway, I'd have to deal with all this stuff. I come home and I guarantee you there are times that I was just wrung out, like I just had had a bad day. And I come in and Jamie had just fixed bread. She had just made some cookies or she was there and that she had been taking care of the house and she had been keeping herself encouraged and edified and praising the Lord during the day. And I could walk in and just smell the food cooking, and I guarantee you, it does something for you. And again, I, you may think I'm totally carnal in this, but I'm saying that it is a tremendous benefit rather than having both 
people in the marriage out under the same pressure and going through the same problems and then you come home and you're both wrung out, that's just a recipe for disaster. It is such a blessing when you follow the model that God gave and the woman is at home, she's taking care of things and when you come home, man, it's just like a refuge and she spent all day cooking for you and preparing for you coming home, that's a great blessing. Now again, I'm not saying that you're in sin or that you're wrong if the woman's working outside of the home, but I am saying that it causes uh, problems. It produces some stress and does things like this. And I think that there is benefit to women uh, ministering and putting their home as their first priority. I will say this, that if you are shipping your children off to somebody else, especially young children, to be taken care of preschool and so that you can go to work. I just really think that that's the wrong thing. And again, I, there may be extenuating circumstances. I'm not here to say everything is that the woman has to do nothing but stay at home. But for you to, sh to farm your children out to somebody else, nobody is going to love your children the way that you love your children. And man, there's horror stories. We got a situation right here in Colorado Springs that some woman who ran a daycare in her home was out in the spa and let a little, I forget the exact age, but it was a year old or less, somewhere around there, some child died and had something happen. And they're now in court and they're being charged with neglect and all of this. And, to, and you know, that may be an extreme case, but I can guarantee you that nobody you're going to send your children to is going to love your child the way that you love your child. And we are in an, a post-Christian society today in the United States where there's a lot of ungodliness out there. And I can guarantee you, it's just your children are under attack. And for you to farm them out and let somebody else take care of them, uh, I just think that's wrong. Somebody's got to work, and the scripture says that the man has the responsibility to provide for the family. I'm not saying a woman can't do it, but I'm saying if she does do it, the man ought to at least help her take over her responsibilities. So here in this 14th verse, it's talking about that she ministers to her family through the food that she prepares and things like that, and she doesn't just throw something cheap together. Man, she goes to the ends of the earth and like the merchant ship and brings the food from afar. In verse 15, she riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. Man, this is talking about, again, that a godly wife, a virtuous woman, is not a lazy person. They are up before the sun is up. They're taking care of their family. And notice it says that they give a portion to her maidens. So I've had Jamie use this on me and say, a virtuous woman has maidens has help, has somebody come in and help her. And we have on occasion used a little bit of help, but basically Jamie has done it all herself. But, but a virtuous woman here again, this is talking about that her focus, her um, priority of ministry is to her family. And I think that once a woman starts leaving the home, if you have children still at home, then that priority of the family is gonna be diminished at least to a degree. I think that you need to give yourself completely to your family. And so in verse 16, it says, She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. Again, this is amazing because this is talking about a day and time when women you know, didn't own businesses and didn't do things the way that we see them today. And yet, she was working outside of the home 
Now again, I don't believe that her home was neglected any at all. Like if, uh, if this is talking about a virtuous woman and her children are small, she could take her children with her and this would be comparable to going shopping and doing things like this. But this is talking about she's involved in buying a field. She considers a field. The word consider here talks about that there was thought put into it, research. This isn't talking about something that just happened. I believe that, you know, this could be comparable to in modern day situations that a woman, a virtuous woman, she's still at home. She's putting a priority on it, but she could be real, she could be involved in real estate. She could be making calls and doing things. She could take her kids with her. She could show a house. She could close a deal and do things like this. But again, it has to be done in a way that it doesn't diminish her priority to her family. And I know that I'm the uh, dinosaur in this respect. Most people are going to think I'm weird, but I think that this is one of the major contributing factors to the destru destruction of families today. The high divorce rate is the fact that the man has his career, the woman has her career, and then the man gets a promotion and it's going to mean moving from some city to another place. Well, the woman, you know, they're split apart. They're no longer one. The Bible says that when a man and wife marry that they are no longer two, but they're one. This is why the woman leaves her maiden name and takes the husband name because they aren't two different people. Jamie used to be Jamie Harris. Now she's Jamie Womack. She lost her identity. We became one. And anytime you have careers going in different directions, it's just an opportunity for further division. It, it hinders this oneness. You know, when Jamie and I got married, I literally was working a job. I was pouring concrete for a living. She was working a job. She was a pastor's assistant and things. But when we got married, we both just became one new person. I totally left what I was doing. I went full-time into the ministry, and our whole lives were just committed to each other. There was a oneness. It wasn't like we were two separate people going in parallel lines and we just got closer to each other and decided to get married. But we were both going in different directions and we literally became one person and our life is going in the same direction. And the things that Jamie does outside of the home, the work that she does, it's working in the ministry with me and it hasn't hindered our oneness. We're both going in the same direction. So again, this is talking about that here she is, she considers a field, she buys it with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Again, this is talking about industry, not just inside the four walls of the house, but it's things that are, uh, you know, in the field, it's in the home. She's putting a priority on her family. She's very industrious. This does not mean that a woman isn't capable. I am not... You know, matter of fact, I've got a lot of women who work for me that are probably more capable than their husbands are. I'm not talking about a woman being somehow or another a second-class citizen. I'm talking about priorities, that a husband and wife have to put a priority on their marriage, on their family. And by default, somebody's got to go make a living, which many times, most of the time, especially in the modern-day world, involves being removed from the home and that leaves the responsibility for that home primarily on the wife's part. And if the wife is out working the same as the man, the family is going to be neglected if the children are small. We're out of time today, but anyway, I do have a lot more to share. We are going to continue on this tomorrow. And let me just mention that we have this USB that covers all of the, my notes on the book of Proverbs. 
we got books, CDs, and DVDs. Listen to our announcer as he gives you this information, and then please call or write today. Thank you for joining us on today's broadcast of The Gospel Truth, and a very heartfelt thank you to all who sow into Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generosity supports the sharing of God's unconditional love and grace to His kids all over the globe. Because of you, people are getting free resources and their lives are being changed. You really are making a difference. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. We trust you're growing in wisdom as you study along with Andrew through the book of Proverbs. You can get the entire series that covers all 31 chapters of Proverbs in a CD or DVD album for a gift of any amount when you contact us. If you'd like to enhance your study, make sure to get a copy of Andrew's brand new hardcover book on Proverbs that includes all of his personal study notes and commentary on hundreds of verses. This book is available for a gift of any amount. Or if you prefer, you can get this book in the Proverbs gift set, which also includes a leather-bound journal as well as a pen so you can chronicle your journey as you study through Proverbs with Andrew. This Proverbs gift set is a limited time offer and is a great idea for friends or family. Order it today for only $65 while supplies last. If you'd like to receive all of Andrew's available resources on Proverbs, make sure to order the Proverbs package. This package has a catalog value of $235, but you can get it for just $199. Contact us to order the Proverbs package today. The 17th audio teaching in today's series is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this 17th CD free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download many free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Ministry is about you coming to the end of yourself, your resources, but never losing that heart for people. Just the depth of the teaching that has been presented at the Army conferences, that's a whole nother level. I think we are in the midst of one of the greatest things that God has done. Things are coming down and new things are being birthed. There's new joy, there's new life that is flowing out of them. And we're not going to quit, and we're not going to give up, and we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You are not alone. It's not just you and Jesus. We believe in you, and we're going to stand with you. You came here with some kind of a vision. Now what do you see? We all know there's only one Gospel Truth TV show with Andrew Womack. But here's the best part. There's many ways to watch it. 
You can always check your local TV listings for Gospel Truth. But if you want to watch it right now or on the go, go to awmi.net and click on this week's TV near the top of the screen. From there, you can watch thousands of episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. You can even watch Andrew on his very own Roku channel. Roku streaming devices are available online and at many fine retailers. The good news is you never have to miss another episode of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack. Why not try it now? Go to awmi.net and click on this week's TV. It's that easy.